All right. Are you ready, sir? Oh, I'm so ready. Good. I was born ready, as they say. Who's ever really born ready for anything? The only thing you're really born ready for is to sleep, poop, or eat. And by eat, I mean nurse. It's basically life, though. <laughs> Touche. Uh, all right. Um, let's uh, start with some follow-up. And okay. just hours ago, uh, Nathan Clegg, I probably pronounced that wrong. I apologize, Nathan, uh, wrote in to say to us that uh, he had discovered or perhaps remembered when you had shared your location with me forevermore. And it was episode 83, about six minutes in, and that is when you shared your location with me, and we became Find My Friend Friends. Hmm. Or Friends and, Friends. And that was for whatever reason on that day I decided I, I would share it with you forever. I, I don't remember why it came up. I didn't get a chance to listen back to the context. So I just listened to the little clip. But, um, but yeah, that's when it happened. Hmm. The more you know. And maybe the more pressing piece of follow-up mm. um, is that I'm still in Portland. I'm actually in Portland. USA. You, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, and uh, I was able to 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 make it to EXO, and I'm still here. XOXO ended yesterday. Everybody's gone home, but I'm still in Portland. So is that good or bad? <laughs> um, Actually, it's pretty good because now I have a day or two in which I can catch up and get some work done. You know what the right answer to my question was? It's great, Casey, because you know what I can do? I can spend a day just sightseeing and relaxing nope. and nope. not worrying about things. Nope. I mean, I've all, I'm still relaxing a little bit. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just chilling and working. I'm, I'm mixing between chilling and working time. I've done sightseeing in Portland before. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just I have a couple of extra days because the, I got here on like Thursday or something mm -hmm. Wednesday or Thursday I think it was Thursday who knows I don't even know anymore um, and I didn't want to leave on Sunday because it's only a few days right so I decided sure. to stay into a Tuesday evening and I'm doing something that I never really do on these trips um, I'm doing my regular work and regular recording mm -hmm. on the road yeah that is a bit bold and you have to understand listeners that podcasters are extremely particular about their setup they're not only their like ergonomic setup but also their equipment and typically when you're going to be flying across the planet you're going to bring as little equipment as you possibly can and the equipment you bring sometimes isn't the best or isn't as good as your normal equipment and so this is this is a big ask for mike to be recording shows on the road but so far so good yeah i mean i have a completely different setup um mm. because the stuff that i usually use i couldn't really travel with it's too, it's too much stuff mm. Um, so I have a, a set of equipment that I'm happy enough with uh, to take on the road with me. It's a bit more rugged. Um, but it does, personally for me, it frustrates me how I sound because the microphone that I use now at home gives the best, most accurate reproduction of my voice that I've ever come across, mm -hmm. um, which is a, it's called the Neumann KMS 105 not that you care really at all but one person will ask so <laughs> I'm saving that one person from needing to ask uh, and I love that microphone 
but this, I'm using a Sure, I think it's the Beta 58A, I think is what I got. I have no way of knowing by looking at it. <laughs> it's one of the Sure microphones is what I've got in front of me right now. Um, and it makes me a little bit bassy, Casey. <laughs> but isn't the one that you used to use, um, I don't the know. The Heil PR40 is yeah. what I used to use. Yeah. And didn't that make you a little bassy as well? Yeah, this is a different way, but I mean, even if even if they sounded the same, I'm now used to my Neumann, mm-hmm. so it's weird. It's very, it's all very weird. But we can push past this. We we will try. We will we will intrep it on because you are a professional podcasters, and I try my best. Uh, tell me about XOXO. Make me jealous. I I should note since we've already brought up find my friends. I do not believe I used Find My Friends once to look at your location this entire time, partially because I've just been busy, but also because I have such unbelievable FOMO uh, as it is that I don't want to just make it worse. So now I am sitting, I have braced myself for impact. How is XOXL, Mike? It's been really good. Yeah? It's been very good, but it's different. So one thing was it really came down to the wire. Um Mm-hmm. We literally decided that I was doing this the the up until the evening before I left. <laughs> like it because we didn't really know what was going to happen, sure. right? So I left. Yeah, Thursday morning was when I left, right after the Apple event. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, even on Wednesday night, we were still like, "Am I definitely doing this?" Because we got all the house stuff going on, right? Sure. Um, and I, I'll give a little update on that. We've got another update. I'll give that in a little bit. So it really kind of came down to the wire, but uh, we decided to do it. Adina thought that, especially that it would be uh, a good idea for me to take a break from being at home and thinking about all this stuff and like the stress of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So she she thought it was a good idea for me to go and spend some time with my friends so I'd stop thinking and stewing <laughs> about all this house stuff because it's getting to me, right? Because it's, it's really, really horrible because uh, this just stuff is just difficult right. to deal with. Um, but yeah, so I'm here and it's been great and it's exactly what I expected. So last year, uh, they moved XOXO to a venue called Revolution Hall which is a converted high school. And on the converted high school's grounds, they have a big grass area where last year they had like all the food trucks and some benches and stuff. And I spent the majority of my time last year out there sitting with friends, talking, playing card games and stuff like that, as opposed to actually going to the conference talks. Mm -hmm. So this time around... Um, I just bought a festival pass, as did most of the people that I know. And we decided to kind of just hang out on the benches and stuff that were sitting, <laughs> that were kind of situated around. So I uh, referred to XOXO as BenchCon. Um, <laughs> and I'll put a picture in the show notes, um, an Instagram photo, which will give you an idea of just like all of the benches. Uh, and I, we would just go there in the day. And we would get some of the free coffee or the free drinks. We'd go buy some food. We'd maybe get some cereal from the cereal truck, uh, of which there is a weird, special, crazy top four coming. If, it might be out by the time this is out, where we recorded a bunch of... We ate a bunch of cereal. Uh, it was me and Marco and Tiff and Paul Cafasis, and we kind of ate oh, a bunch Paul. of cereal. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet Paul for the first time, oh, and I really right? like him. 
Yeah, I really like him. He's a nice guy. Uh, Paul's annoying because he's like ex- just extremely nice and very, very bright. And he's one of those people that has no downside. It's like all yin or all yang, yep. whichever one's the good part. Very annoying. Very annoying man. But talking about meeting, I got to hang out with some of our amazing chat room focused listeners as well. <sighs> I know. I'm jealous. So Kathy was there and Doug was there and Quinn was there, which was awesome. I got to meet Dan Sturm of the Defocus podcast. Ah, excellent. Um, and also there is a uh, an incredible gif of uh, Doug and Kathy fighting out over titles, I think. I'll put it in the show notes. It's a <laughs> I very, did not see this. It's, uh, it's, it's a very peculiar and incredible gif of the two of them fighting, as they would. I think they're both wearing their upgrade hoodies as well, which was amazing. Oh, my uh, Yeah. And so it was really nice to kind of just hang out. We played a bunch of board games, played a bunch of card games, ate a ton of great food. Uh, nice drinks like it whenever i go to conferences there's always stuff you have to do right there are talks there are events there are parties right there are things that you do i mean that's the typically the point the reason that you're going Mm -hmm. but this was nice because it was just like we're all just gonna go chill for like three days and we're just gonna hang out i recorded one podcast over the entire time like a true one we recorded upgrade like the top four we were just standing outside of the van eating cereal it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't the most official of podcasts and i don't know it was it was just really nice and fun and i got to meet a bunch of people i got to meet a bunch of great listeners make some new friends um like brian hamilton do you know brian hamilton he's he he's on a bunch of incomparable shows like i got to meet brian for the first time and he's really amazing and yeah it, it was just it was just a really lovely time and I'm awesome. so happy I did it because it has put me in a good mood in going back to home to deal with everything that's going on at home. Good. So before we move, I, I do want to ask you about that. But before we move on to that, do you have any sort of, um, I'm trying to think of a less negative word than guilt, but I can't. Um, do you have any sort of guilt about flying halfway across the planet paying a bunch of money to do so and to stay in a hotel and to go to this conference really just to kind of ignore the conference and hang out with friends like do you feel guilt about that or do you think that that's perhaps the exact purpose this solved to come back to what you were saying a minute ago about relaxing you well i didn't pay for a conference pass i paid for a pass to do what i did fair enough which is the festival. And Mm -hmm. they have events and stuff. Like, you can go in the evenings to social events um, and meetups and, uh, like, they put on, like, music and stories. And we did some of that stuff. Like, you can go and play games. We went to, like, this arcade that was hired out. I went to, like, a podcasting meetup and stuff like that. Like, there are other events that they put on because they can't have as many people in the conference as want to be at XOXO. Mm-hmm. So I just bought the different tier level because last year I did feel kind of ridiculous and guilty for not going to all of the talks because I know that there were people that would have wanted that. So this year I didn't even bother because I figured I probably wouldn't go to many of the talks and would just find myself sitting outside on the benches again. Right. So I decided not to take away somebody's conference pass. In the same reason that I don't apply for WWDC tickets, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All I want to do is go to that one or two events, and then the rest of the time, it'll be wasted. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't have any problem with it, but I would feel some amount of guilt being away from Aaron and Declan more 
now that Declan's around. And plus, I guess Aaron would come with me in a perfect world. But, you know, now now that she's not working. but Oh, I feel that for Adina. Like, she's at home dealing with all of this stuff. And yeah. it was a, originally it was a decision that we made, she, whether she wanted to come or not. And she didn't want to because of the money and the time of work. Um, and I was actually going to cancel this. Uh, I I called the L, I called the travel agent that I booked through and tried to cancel this and I couldn't cancel it. All they could do was refund my taxes, which so then it also became a point of like if I don't do this, it's thousands of pounds wasted yeah, that we need yeah. as opposed to just thousands of pounds used. At least I've gone, I've come here now and I've got something out of the money. If I wouldn't have come, if I would have skipped this, that would have just been money thrown away. Sure, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Okay, I was just curious. But yeah, no, I totally get it, because I have felt bad, I did feel bad, um, and Adina convinced me that it was okay for me to be here and that she wanted me to be here, um, so I, I just believe that she is being honest when she says that stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, do you want to talk about something that's awesome? You bet, Casey. Let me uh, take a moment to thank our friends over at Linode for sponsoring this week's episode. With a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, Linode is clearly a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, and this labs you a lovely two gigabytes of RAM now for your virtual server. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode is fantastic for tasks like running a private Git server, hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating extremely powerful applications, and so much more. And with their native SSD storage which is industry-leading, you will have access to a 40-gigabit network and all of the power that you need to get your tasks done. As a listener of Analog, if you sign up at linode.com analog, you'll not only be supporting the show, you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code analog20, analog20, at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show and Relay FM. Analog spelled the proper way or the British British way? Or either way? So I believe they did it both ways. Excellent. But I would go the full way just, you know, because that's the way it should always be. I'm very proud of you for not returning snark to my snark. <laughs> no, you have to go to the correct one, which is A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E. Sorry. All right, tell me about the house. Uh, how's things going? Are you a homeowner right now? No. Okay. So, we're supposed to be uh, homeowners in, as I record this, one day. Oh, okay. Oh, Our original time frame said that we needed to exchange contracts by tomorrow. Right. This was that like 28 day or whatever it was, Hail, yep. Hail Mary pass to get you in, yep. a, in a house. But on the day I was traveling, we hit a bit of a bump in the road, um, which lasted for about 18 to 24 hours. But it was literally as I was traveling. Me and Adina had a long uh, phone call whilst I was on my five-hour layover in Seattle Airport. 
uh, there was just some legal things that popped up, and it was basically a case of our solicitor was saying there's no way we can exchange unless it's done, and the seller solicitor was pretending that it didn't exist. What didn't exist? I can't really go into the specifics. Okay, but okay. But the, the, the situation. Okay, so you guys were asking for something or something to happen? You, well, you, it basically it's a thing that has to happen because we legally cannot take control of the house. We cannot take the okay. deed unless this thing is done. Okay, okay. Um, it's like this big legal thing because of blah, blah, blah. It's, like, it's a okay. long story that I don't That's really want to go That's into fine. too much detail on. But basically, just suffice it to say, there is a, there is a thing that needed to be done and without this thing being done, there's, it is impossible for us to take control of the house. We cannot take the title deed. Mm-hmm. But the seller solicitor was basically ignoring it. Cool. And we don't, we don't, we didn't know why. We still don't really know why. Um, I have, I have my my theory is that they basically wanted us to do it and pay for it. Uh, but it was a case of we had no idea what was happening, and it looked like we weren't going to be able to do it. Like at least that was how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but we sent a bunch of emails and Adina sent a bunch of emails and um, I went to sleep and then I woke up and because there's an eight hour time difference she had an entire day so the next day and it looks like now um, everything's been resolved there everybody understands what needs to be done and if things are going the way that we expect them to go uh, we're now looking uh, at about two to three weeks okay that's a bummer but still no, probably no, no, for no. the best, right? It is a good thing. More time is good for us right now. Any as long as we reason? get this place, more time is good. We have more time to save more money, right? Like Because literally every penny helps. And it just makes sure that we're able to really kind of sit and work out what we're supposed to be doing here, right? Like mm-hmm. Because this is moving so quickly that we want to make sure that we've dotted all our I's and crossed all our T's. And more time to do this is better. Before I left, though, I did sign the paperwork and left it with Adina mm-hmm. so she could deliver it if it was needed. Sure. So, yeah, it's a bit crazy right now, but it looks like if things are going the way that we expect and the way our solicitor expects and the way our estate agent expects, the stuff that's needed to be done will be done, and we're probably looking at a couple more weeks. So maybe, Casey, the next time that we record, we may have exchanged contracts at that point. I feel like you've said that once or twice, but... This, but I feel like I've said it every episode for the last six episodes. <laughs> Previously, though, I think it was far more um, unlikely than likely, and now it sounds like it's fairly likely that by the time the next episode is released, not the one you're listening to, of course, but the next one, that it will really be... that you will really be homeowners. Yep. Hope so. All right, Something well, like good that. Good luck. Keep us up to date. Uh, oh, I plan to. I don't doubt it. Um, We have a topic that we've been putting off for a couple of weeks, and this was a Relay Your Feels or no? Uh, I think it came in that way. It was an email from listener Dan. Okay. So tell us about what we're going to talk about for a little while. So Dan wrote in to say, I noticed that you never really talk about your listening habits, podcast listening habits, aside from the occasional mention of a show that you like, like the Flophouse or Hello Internet. He's addressing that to me. It seems unlikely that nobody has asked this before, so I'm guessing either you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, or I forgot the episode where you talked about it. In any case, I have some questions, this is from Dan, for you both, about what you listen to, how many podcasts you listen to, etc. So, 
Would you like me to go through Dan's questions about our podcast listening habits? Yes, please. Dan has asked, how many shows are you currently subscribed to in Overcast? Do you know how many you are? 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. Nah, but some of that is wrong. So I just counted and there's 38. But there are some things in here that I shouldn't count. So as an example, Neutral is one of those podcasts. Um, IRL Talk, rest in peace, is one of those podcasts. I don't even think that website works anymore, but I keep it in there just in case. Um, Just the Tip hasn't had a new season in like a year or two. Um, Some of them, I don't listen to every episode. So um, I'm trying to think of a great example of this, but... Um, Core Intuition is really, really good, but lately I've passed on some episodes, but I still like seeing them all in my feed so I can decide based on what they're discussing whether or not I want to listen to it. Uh, Inquisitive is still in here, actually. So mm-hmm. if you if you remove all of the, I don't know if I should call it cruft, but like things that I don't consistently listen to, I would say there's probably 20-ish shows in here that I listen to pretty much religiously i mean i I could get a better number if i sat here and really looked at looked it over but that would be my guess how about you i have uh for similar reasons i subscribe to 152 podcast feeds holy monkey but a lot of those again are shows that have not published in years Mm -hmm. you know like i have the old five by five talk show in here in case mm-hmm. they ever need it. Like, You Look Nice Today is in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of stuff in here. Like, I also, I subscribe to every single Relay feed. Sure. You know, like, the Master feed is in there. Everything is in there. It all goes in there. Like, I have the feeds of shows that are retired that were still in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff in here. But I probably, like you, listen to about, 30 podcasts and probably only 10 of them 10 15 of them every single episode definitely but i have a bunch of them that come that i've feeds that i'm subscribed to where i might pick out an episode every six months yeah yeah but you know there are enough like core intuition is a great example like there's enough good ones there that i still want it in my feed even if i blow off some of them from time to time this is why like you know on on upgrade recently we were talking about castro Mm-hmm. And it's why, like, I like their management system because it's kind of built for people like that who have a ton of feeds. Because then you just create; it's like built to like for you to process them. And it's why I kind of like that because that's kind of how I run my Overcast list. I everything comes in, and then I just delete the stuff that I don't want. Like, I don't leave it all building up. I triage like every day or two whenever I open the app. Like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Don't want to listen to that. Don't want to listen to that, and delete them. And then I'm just left with a list of stuff. But I have things in this list which are like going back years, like in my unfinished episodes list, because there's stuff in there, or I've downloaded old episodes and stuff like that. Like, it's just like this big list of stuff that I actually might come back to every now and then. Yeah, yeah. There's um, like Debug is a unbelievably great show, uh, which is um, Guy Ritchie. Uh, Guy Ritchie, good grief. Uh, Guy English, Renee Ritchie, um, and Guess. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, is what that a, is that the director? He's like an English actor. No, no, he's the director. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I, yeah. Think that I totally. I can see that. how you'd get there. Yes. though. <laughs> my bad. Anyway, so like I have an episode of Debug from June seventh in here, which is um, Don Melton and Nitin Ganatra. I hope I pronounce that right. Um, yep. One of their mega mega like seven hour episodes is in here, um, 
And so that's still in there because I still want to listen to it. Uh, Mac Power Users, episode 317. Uh, they had this guest, uh, this guy I've heard of that's supposed to be really cool, Mike Hurley. Uh, that's from April 24th, and I still haven't had a chance to listen to that. So there oh. are some old ones in there. But generally speaking, they're all from the last week or two. So what are the shows, Dan asks, that we listen to every single week? Uh, do you want me to start or show you? You start. All right, uh, let me just say, this is going to be a crud load of links for the show notes, so we're probably not going to put these in the show notes because there's so many of them. Um, Just search for these shows in your podcast app of choice. You probably already know all of them anyway. Right. Uh, So I'm sorry, so we say actually listen to. Um, Let's see, uh, Sam and Ross like things. That's probably the least popular of all the ones that uh, I listen to pretty religiously. Um, That's a couple of guys from Richmond that just talk about, and I think we've mentioned this on the show before, they just talk about things they like, and they're not allowed to hedge, they're not allowed to like make excuses it's just this is stuff i like um free agents which is a new relay show reconcilable differences runtime robot or not i actually listen to every single episode despite it's the nice fact, and easy right that's the thing like half the time i have no freaking clue what they're talking about but because the longest episode is probably 10 minutes i i listen to every single one uh 99% invisible i came to very late really really like it a lot um that's i think an npr show um Let's see here. ATP and analog, but they don't count. Bonanza. Built in Motion. Uh, they actually got on my radar because they sponsored either this or uh, ATP. But it, sure. it, um, it was, it, it, I don't know if they're still publishing anymore, but it's a really great show about engineering. Uh, Clockwise actually is another great example of one that I'll listen to some and not listen to others. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going down my list real quick. Uh, Connected, I listen to everyone. Cortex, I listen to everyone. Um, free agents, I think I just mentioned. Uh, Golden Horseshoe Review, which is about Disney theme parks. Hello Internet. Uh, Just the Tip when it's being published. Uh, Mobile Couch. Reconcilable Differences. Uh, Runtime. I don't listen to every runtime. Several so like things. Uh, I listened to the second se- uh, second season of Serial. I did not listen to the first yet. I know it's probably huh. better. Uh, I just I didn't get into it until halfway through the. Or I didn't really think it was worth my time until halfway through the. Um, first season and so i never did the first season i just started on the second season oh you should have just, just gone I back know. Well, all because about the i have so in. many i have so many the other shows that i would want that i want to listen to that that i don't which we should talk about uh the six colors thing that's uh probably should not be mentioned uh talk show thoroughly considered top four topical under the radar upgrade welcome to macintosh and that should round out the ones I listen to pretty religiously. All right, so mine's going to be in a super weird order. Okay. Because it's going to be based on, like, I'm looking at my Overcast list, right, of things that I've listened to and haven't listened to, mm-hmm. like, in, in my feed. So yeah, yeah. these are the shows, like, again, like, so uh, Canvas, I listen to every episode. Control-Walt-Delete, which is from The Verge, I've which heard I that's really very like. Good. It's basically a tech show in the style that we do, like a couple of people talking about what's happening, but it's... Walt Mossberg and Nilay Patel. It, it's fantastic. Uh, the Flop House, I listen to every single episode. Um, Free Agents is a new one, like that. That's on Relay FM that I really like. Uh, the Incomparable, I pick and choose. Uh, same with the Incomparable Game Show. It depends on the things that I, I want to listen to, the things that I'm interested in. Uh, Mac Power Users, similar. Like I pick up the Mac Power Users episodes of stuff that I'm interested in. Material, in the same way presentable i know it's a bunch of relay fm shows but what are you gonna do uh robot or not is the is a beautiful podcast snack 
Um, I've just <laughs> podcast snack. That's magnificent. That is the best way I've ever heard that described. Oh my god, that's so good. I I came up with that term for ungeniest because uh, ungeniest tends to be like eight or nine minutes long. So I, that's the term that I use. Wait, for it. it is so now. I yeah. Oh god, that, okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on this episode because that really really pissed me off. Okay, go ahead. Why? What's the problem? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll get there because I've I've added a couple questions to this topic, and um, and and you'll see why when we get to it. All right, uh, Roderick on the line. I've just picked up again. I hadn't listened for for ages. I just fell behind and never caught up, and then thought I would uh, ne- like never catch up. So I stopped, but now I've picked it up again. I've just like screw it. I'm just jumping back in again because that's how it is. ATP ATP is a, a must listen every time, Aww. of course. What can I say? I love that show. Good work. Congratulations to you. Uh, <laughs> Debug is one. Uh, Emoji Rap is a new show uh, by Jeremy Burge of Mojipedia, which I absolutely love. Uh, Hello Internet, of course. I mean, who doesn't love Hello Internet? Um, reconcilable Differences, kind of in a weird way. I mean, I have to listen to every single one of them, but uh, I would anyway. Um, and then what else? The Six Colors subscriber podcast I really like. Uh, talk show. The the Six Colors one is the one I was dancing around earlier. Yep. Uh, talk show, Under the Radar. And I think that's about it. I th- look, and Top Four. Top Four. I love Top Four. It's one of my very favorite shows. So yeah, I think that I think that's everything looking at my list. I've probably left some stuff off and I apologize if I've left your show out. But they're the things that I pretty much listen to every single episode of. Oh, and Clockwise as well. Um, I just I pick and choose with clockwise, but yeah, they're, they're my they're my list of very favorite shows. Yep, cool. All right, what was the next question? I lost where we were in this list. Oh, questions. So Dan had also asked uh, if we were completionists, and I think we've made that very clear that we're not right now. But what uh, he was in not asterisk. So any of the shows that I consider must listens. So let's take um, Connected as an example. Um, I really go out of my way to make sure that I listen to every single episode of Connected. Like, I have to be pretty desperate not to listen to one of those. So I'm a completion, I'm a selective completionist. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of like, I guess. I'm a completionist with the things that I want to complete, but the rest I'm kind of cool with. Like, it's not mm-hmm. an in general thing. Um, and Dan wanted to know where we find the time to listen to our shows. I mean, for me, it's like whenever I'm out of the house, whenever I'm traveling, you know, on the train, going out and about. But also, I listen a bunch at home, um, like uh, while I'm doing things, while I'm doing chores, while I'm eating breakfast and lunch and stuff, I will have podcasts on um, because that's what I love. It's like my main source of entertainment. So I'll just put podcasts on a lot of the time when people might be listening to music or watching TV. I will be listening to a podcast because it's my favorite form of entertainment. Yeah, I um I have a very short commute, and so sometimes I'll listen to a little bit in the car, particularly if I had been listening, you know, right before I left work, or perhaps for some reason I don't typically listen before work. But you know, sometimes if something that I really love is is brand new, I'll listen before work. So anyway, so sometimes I listen in the car. But generally speaking, I do most of my podcast listening at work actually, and. I can code and listen to podcasts reasonably well. I can't write emails or any other sort of prose and listen to podcasts, but code uses a different yeah. part of my brain, and so I'm okay with that. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably not listening, you know, with my full attention, of course. So sometimes I'll have to back mm-hmm. up because I'm like, wait, what did they just say? What are they talking about? But generally speaking, I'm, I'm okay with it. If I'm in the car for any length of time without Aaron and Declan, that's more than just a few minutes. I'll typically listen in the car. Like, say, if I'm going to my mom and dad's, which is about 45 minutes away, and for whatever reason, they're not with me, which is very rare, but happens from time to time, um, then I'm absolutely listening to podcasts for sure. If I'm on a plane and not talking to them, like, because they're sleeping or God knows what, or like on the way to WWDC, typically listening to podcasts. Um, But most of it is actually at work. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start but or continue by answering the next question do you listen at 1x since most of the listening i do it is at work and i and i like to listen to um or I, I have my bluetooth headphones connected to my computer um i listen via overcast on the web generally speaking so if you're like me and would like an overcast for the mac please tweet <laughs> at marco armand and tell him casey is right we need overcast for the Mac. Um, is that so anyway, a full hashtag? Like, is that all just one? <laughs> yeah, that's really one huge hashtag. hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I listen at, I think it's about one and a half X. So if you look at the overcast web player um, there, yeah. So there's a one X and a two X, and then there's a bunch of plus size in between. I listen at the middle of, of that. So it's about one and a half X. Uh, and I should also say actually to go back a half step, and then I'll give you a chance to answer that as well. Um, I'd mentioned, you know, listening around the house occasionally, like before or after work. One of the reasons I'm really stoked to get my iPhone 7 is because the speaker is supposed to be much, much, much louder. And if I'm listening to a podcast around the house, almost always I'm doing so via the speakers on my phone. So I am really amped to have yeah, louder yep. speakers on this phone. Like I'm not being silly. I'm not being snarky. 100%. Truly, I am yeah. really excited for that. I moved most of my home listening to my uh, iPads because they have the big stereo Mm -hmm. speakers in them. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to have a stereo speaker in my iPhone as well so I can listen on any device. Um, Twice as loud is going to be very, very good. I mean, I don't think it's going to sound as good or as as loud as the iPads, but twice as loud as the iPhone, it's going to really do a good job. Yeah, I'm really stoked for that. And do you listen at 1X or how does that work? I use smart speed. Oh, yeah, um, I do. When I'm listening on my phone, I do use smart speed, and I think I'm at like 1.2 or 1.3x. So what are you at with smart speed? Whatever it is. Like, I leave it at 1, right? And then mm-hmm. it just does it itself, right? So I, I don't set it as something. Like, I set it at, at 1x and then just let smart speed do its thing. Where I haven't adjusted this in so darn long. Okay, so I am... One, two, three, four, five. So there's five little pluses in between one and two X, and I am on the second plus. So it's it goes the negative sign, one X plus me, plus 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 two X. Yeah, see I just do one X and then smart speed. Whilst we're talking about this, do you want to see how many hours you saved? I've oh, saved eighty eight oh. hours in smart speed. Yeah, hold on, let me let me unlock my phone again. That's a very good over, idea. Over my whole time of using Overcast, I saved eighty eight hours. Let's see. I like to say this because then we get to see the tweets from people of the many hundreds of <laughs> yeah, hours seriously. that they've saved. Wait, where the crap is that? You go into the settings and it's at the bottom of the screen. Oh yes, okay. Uh, smart speed has saved you an extra forty hours beyond speed adjustments alone. Oh, but remember, though, that yeah, but, I well, I, I don't know. listen to very many podcasts on my phone. So actually, that is quite impressive, given how little time I listen to oh, yeah? shows on my phone. Oh, yeah, it's impressive, huh? Well, <laughs> it's consider, pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm sure people will be sending us multi-hundred hour uh, savings in any second now. Well, actually, 
all in the chat says 130 hours. Oh, and TM23. TM23, 244. Good grief. Yeah, that's incredible. I want to see if anybody can beat TM23, 244 hours. Do your Even worst. Doug Beale's coming in at 213, but wow. Doug listens to everything live, so oh, I don't know true, how actually. Doug has amassed 213 <laughs> hours, in all honesty. Oh, all right, let me funny. take a break. We have some more questions about podcast listening uh, from Dan, but let me take a moment to thank Pingdom for sponsoring this week's show as well. Go to pingdom.com slash analog to get a 14-day free trial of Pingdom so you can start monitoring your websites and servers straight away. And you'll also get 20% off when you use the offer code analog at checkout. Why do you want to monitor your websites and servers with Pingdom? Well, because Pingdom will know they will be the first to know, and then you'll be the second to know when there's any problems with your website. They are focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everybody who has a presence online. They have powerful and easy-to-use tools that are backed up by 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site. They check its availability as often every minute, and they're monitoring the performance of your server, database, or website. They're making sure that your stuff is active, and they're keeping an eye on everything for you so you don't have to fret about it. This isn't just the case of monitoring as whether your entire website is up or down, though. Things are more nuanced than that these days. We have so many dependencies in our websites. We have things like contact forms, e-commerce checkouts, login search functionality, so many things that are little building blocks that make up your entire website and things can get really complicated and sometimes just one of them going down on its own because maybe it's hosted somewhere else or maybe you have some something tricky in there that's breaking things you want to know if that stuff is working and this is the type of thing that Pingdom is able to tell you. They can monitor everything, all of these key interactions. It's not just as binary as is your site up or down. They can also monitor the performance of all of these little independent things. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages a month. That's one of 400,000 every single day. And this is just at the websites that are part of Pingdom, right? Like companies that have their accounts with Pingdom. They're detecting just that many outages with just the stuff that they monitor. So imagine how many there are in the world. Things break all the time. You need Pingdom to make sure that you're protected. Go to pingdom.com slash analog. Sign up for your 14-day free trial. Don't forget to use the code analog at checkout. You get 20% off. Then all you need to do once you've signed up with that special URL and code is give Pingdom the URL you want to monitor, and they'll take care of the, re- the rest. You will be immediately alerted when there's any outages so you can fix the error. So go to pingdom.com slash analog, check it out today, and you'll be the first to know when your site is down. You'll get a 14-day free trial and 20% off with the code analog. Thank you so much to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so continuing on with Dan's questions, how do all of our answers compare to our significant others? Do we listen together? Um, why don't you go ahead and start with this one? Me and Adina very rarely listen to shows together just because of the places that we listen to our podcast. Like it tends to be traveling or whatever. And every now and then, like we might be cooking or in the kitchen together and put something on. But typically, if it's the same shows, then we're probably at like weird points in the show, right? I might have listened to five minutes. She might have listened to 15. Mm-hmm. So we tend not to do that. There have been times where like a show's come out and neither of us have listened to it and we pick it up together. But there aren't a ton of shows that overlap for us. Mm-hmm. Adina's podcast habits um, tend to be quite different to mine. Like my my shows tend to be more geeky and more tech focused, and hers are more like uh, maybe more general interest or economics, um, business. Like she listens to a lot of like 
uh, NPR focus shows, quite a few Gimlet shows, like where they're more like uh, more really heavily produced. And like, here's an interesting thing I found out today, you know. Or like she listens to Planet Money and stuff like that. And this is just stuff that like is interesting to me, but it's not the type of thing that I want to listen to. Like I like what I like, she likes what she likes. But I I just love that she listens to a bunch of podcasts. But there are some that we share together, but we tend to be at like different like points. So we don't necessarily save them for each other. So there are none that you used to listen to that you would save for each other either. No. Like okay. so yeah, we we listen to shows that are the same and we talk about them, but we don't right, save right. the episodes to listen to together. Gotcha. Okay. I, I asked because IRL Talk, rest in peace, and Geek Friday that came before it, uh, Aaron and I would only ever listen simultaneously. Um, and so oftentimes we got way behind on it because we just wouldn't be in the car together for more than a few minutes at, the t- at a time. And not to say we couldn't listen to it around the house, but um, it was... It, it's rare that we would do that. And so we religiously listened to IRL talk together. And the second season of Serial we did as well. But those are the only ones. And um, generally speaking, Aaron only really listens to a couple other shows besides those. And typically I'll have long since blown through those shows before she has a chance to uh, listen to them. Um, this kind of relates to uh, what all mentioned in the chat just a moment ago. Um, do Adina and Aaron listen to your shows? Uh, Aaron does not listen to ATP. Occasionally, I'll ask her to listen to like a segment because I thought it was interesting or funny or what have you. Um, but she does not listen to ATP. She does listen to analog. However, again, she's so busy with Declan that it's very rare she has very much time to listen to podcasts. So she's usually pretty far behind. Um, I can't speak for where she is right now. I haven't asked her about it in a while, but she religiously listens to the show. So hi, honey. Um, Adina, I think, has tried basically every show that I've Mm -hmm. done at some point. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I know that she listens to and that she really enjoys are Analog... This show, this very, this very podcast, uh, Bonanza, um, Cortex, and Ungeniust. Mm-hmm. They're my, they're the ones of my shows that she listens to because they're the ones that tend to not necessarily be focused on the minutiae of uh, technology stuff, sure. right? That they're more like relatable to the things that she's interested in. Which, like this show, is kind of just like it's just about our lives, and I think that she's interested in my life. Um, which is probably why she listens to this one fair enough Um, so I have a couple of questions uh, based on some of the things that we were talking about a minute ago what do you wish you had time for and this is why I was getting upset at you about Ungenius a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. because I saw Ungenius get rebooted I'd never heard of it prior other than you guys mentioning it off the cuff here and there I'd never heard of the, you know, the original incarnation or incarnations or whatever. Um, and when it rebooted, I was like, man, this sounds like something I would really enjoy. And I should really listen to this. But I just do not have the time for another hour-long podcast every single week. Hand to heart, I had no idea it was like 10 minutes. Yeah, they, they tend to be. They tend to be about 10 minutes long. So now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm binging there on you Genius. <laughs> you can catch up real quick. I mean, yeah. for me, like I wish that I had the time to listen to everything that we put out at Relay FM. Mm. So like shows like um, Rocket and oh, Liftoff yep. mm-hmm. and Disruption, they're shows that I enjoy whenever I catch them, but I can't catch them all the time. So like with Liftoff, 
when it's space news, that's less interesting to me because I'm less involved in space. But whenever they do an explainer episode, so where they go into depth, I will listen to those religiously, like as quick as I can, because that's the information that I'm looking for. Um, but I'm less interested in the news of space, right? Um, and it's the same, like with Rocket and Disruption, I like to check into those shows when there's like a topic or an issue that I want to know about that they cover best right mm. but i i don't have i mean and it, it goes for other shows that we have as well like i don't have the time to listen to everything because we put out a lot of stuff but that's the point yep. I, I don't think that anybody should really be listening to every single relay fm show uh because we put out a lot of stuff and really i guess you should be picking and choosing like we do yeah and this is kind of related to my other question i wanted to ask the both of us um what are you i, I i'll use the word embarrassed but maybe sad about or just you what you know what are you embarrassed not to listen that, that you don't listen to so I'll, I'll kick you off with a few examples um i've never heard roderick on the line i've heard it's great i uh, maybe i've heard like one episode but um I, I just don't have the time for it i don't listen to it the incomparable every great once in a while i'll catch an episode but very very rare i've never heard you look nice today i've never heard the flop house um Defocused and Rocket are both shows that I know I like, but I don't have the time for on a general basis. And rather than burden myself with knowing there's one more thing I'm not listening to, I tend to not listen to them at all. But I really genuinely hand to heart wish that I had time for it. And as a final note, um, Hello Internet, I came to very late and I did not completionist that i just jumped in in the middle probably episode like 50 or something you like should that. go back yeah whatever um i've resisted listening to it and i don't really know why to be honest i don't know it's just, it was it seemed like the whole internet was like oh my god you have to listen to hello internet and i was like yeah i don't know about that uh as it turns out you should listen to hello internet <laughs> but i for a long time i was embarrassed about not having listened to that are there any of any shows like that for you well my, mine are just all of our shows like mm-hmm. the shows that i'm behind on or the shows that i can't catch every episode of you know like the ones that i just mentioned Mm -hmm. or like you know this stuff like like presentable is a show that i really love but i'm like four episodes behind and there's only seven episodes like that that's why i'm like ah, i just wish i had the time to get to all of them but i can't because i also have to run the business that they're a part of yeah right it's like i could listen to everyone's shows but that means that (laughs) nothing would happen anymore yeah i totally hear that so that's podcasts yeah, and it's, you know, some some of the reason I don't like to talk about it very much is, like Dan said, like, I don't want to hurt my friends' feelings. And, and I don't mean this as a humble brag, but a lot of these podcasters are my friends. Like, take mm-hmm. the Defocused and Rocket folks as a, as a great example. Like, I know these people. They're friends of mine. And I don't, I don't like saying that I don't generally have the time to listen to these shows. But... I can tell you with an honest heart that I genuinely wish I did. You know, I I really, really do because they're such great shows. They really are, and you should check them out if you uh, if you haven't tried them yet and have the time. Let's do some Relay of Feels. This week, Relay of Feels is brought to you by the Ring Video Doorbell. With Ring, you can see and talk to anyone at your door in the world using your smartphone and also protect your home and loved ones. Go to ring.com slash analog and for a limited time, get up to $150 off their Ring of Security kit. The Ring Video Doorbell is a great product that allows you to do a few things, which are very nice. It can help you protect your home. 
you know, if, if people were trying to look to get in in nefarious ways, they might check to see if you're home first, and you'll be able to see anybody that approaches your door, you'll be able to see anybody that rings on your door, and you'll also be able to talk to them, and you you can give the impression that you're home, even if you're not. It's something that's just nice to think about. It's a little peace of mind that you get with a ring video doorbell. You'll be able to stop nefarious characters before they could even try and attempt to enter your home, because you can see them and speak to them. And even as they just approach the door, and you get this all on your smartphone. So once you set up the ring, which is super simple to do, it's a very nice little box. You can get them in a bunch of great different colors. It's very easy to set up. And then once you've done it, it will connect to your Wi-Fi, and you'll get a lovely push notification, and you'll be able to open up the application, see people, and talk to people all through the Ring app, which is really, really cool. You'll also be able to set up their brand new product as well, which is uh, where they've taken all of the great technology from the video doorbell and they've put it into something called the Ring Stick-Up Cam which is a wireless weatherproof HD camera so it hasn't got the doorbell features but it's got all the motion detection and you can log in and you can take a look and you can put this anywhere in your home or outside of your home to keep an eye on the other parts of your property as well so they work together they take just minutes to install and you'll get 24-7 monitoring of your entire home whether you're in your living room and too lazy to get up because you're binge watching a show or listening to a podcast maybe you're binge listening to Ungenius and you can't be over to go and answer the door so you can use the ring video doorbell to see if that caller is really worth dealing with or maybe they're just trying to sell you a set of encyclopedias and you can tell them that you don't want encyclopedias because wikipedia exists you get 24 7 monitoring of your entire home no matter where you are in the world or whatever you're doing you get that peace of mind you'll get great quality video and sound they even do a bunch of stuff even if it's not got a great wi-fi connection the ring app will do a fantastic job of showing you and helping you hear exactly what you need. For a limited time, listeners of this show can save up to $150 on the Ringer Security Kit. This is the lowest price anywhere, so go to ring.com slash analog right now and join the hundreds of thousands of people who protect their home with Ring. Thank you so much to Ring for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. What else we got for Relay Your Feels? All right, so this week's Relay of Fills will kick off with a question from Bradley. Bradley asked, what was the first thing that drew you to your partner? So I mentioned before uh, that me and Adina met online. So the first thing is I remember just a picture of Adina, um, and she was just looking very cute in this photo and nice and quirky. And that was what <laughs> drew me to her. It's like this photo of this like very tiny little thing. Uh, and I just thought she just looked very cute and fun. And that was what drew me to her initially, because that photo, it kind of just drew me in because she looked different in a good way. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm glad you went with some sort of physical characteristic um, because I am and was going to go there, and I wasn't sure if you were going to be like, oh, it was her impeccable personality that I Rubber's knew. Rubber's first impressions, though, I right? agree, I agree. Um, and so... When Aaron and I met, I don't recall if we've told this story or not. Um, and so if I have, I apologize. But basically, a uh, mutual friend of ours that I'd known from college and she had known from high school was coming down from D.C. to visit me when I was living in Charlottesville at the time. And uh, he had said to me like a few days before, hey, I know a couple of people, uh, a couple of girls from high school that that are students at, at, at the local college, which is UVA, the University of Virginia. You want to just catch dinner, all four of us, and uh, you know you can meet some local people because this was very shortly after I'd moved there, and I was like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever, and um, and so one of those people was Aaron, and 
I remember thinking that she was strikingly pretty, and I loved her long blonde hair. And uh, she probably, if left to her own devices, would have cut it off years ago. Um, and I haven't forbid her from doing so because it's not my hair, t- not my call, not my choice, not my body. But if if one could put social pressure on their partner not to do something, I have done as much of that as I possibly can because <laughs> I love her hair so much. This, uh, is, a, this is a thing that I think yeah. people do. Like yeah. I, I have uh, hinted to Adina that I think that she looks nice with longer hair. So she's trying that out right now. Oh, you know, so it's the go. same. It's mm-hmm. like she thought that I might look good with a beard, so I grew that out. It was something I wanted to do, and she agreed. And every now and then she might say to me, hey, might need a trim there, buddy. You know? <laughs> and then off I go and get my hair cut and my beard cut. And, uh, you know, like she, she suggests things that she thinks that I would look good in. Um, items of clothing that I'm not allowed to wear anymore. Uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, that's how it so, works. Yep, that's how it works. So, um, yeah, it was, her, it was her long blonde hair that, that struck me initially. And then to redeem myself ever so slightly, um, I think what, what struck me about her personality immediately was that I was predisposed not to like Aaron because at the time I was still a devout fan of my alma mater's sports and all of that. Oh, not to gosh. say I'm not now, but but meeting someone who goes to the rival school, like, oh, okay, I'll just spend my time with them and then move on with my life. Because how could you possibly like someone that goes to the rival school? Um, and, which is childish and stupid. I'll be the first to admit it. But that's how I felt at the time because I was a child and I was stupid. Um, and so th- I remember thinking, wow, she is really awesome. And the fact that I'd like forgotten that, oh, God, she's a gross wahoo, and, which is their mascot for oh, their what? sports team. Uh, you know, she's, she's just a gross wahoo, I'd, uh, whatever. But the fact that I completely forgot that and was really engrossed in conversation with her um, – that that was what that was like a ding something's here um so that that's what drew me to her after after her long beautiful blonde hair considering you've now uh gotten yourself some brownie points well um, after also earning some demerits but yes carry on i would just say i i've never have and will never meet anybody like adina and that's that's why i love her so much oh man that's even better show me up all right let's before we just get into a brownie point competition let's move on Mm-hmm. Mark asked, what's a good souvenir? When you take a trip, what's the thing you try to make sure to bring back? I don't bring them for myself, but every trip I take, I bring my grandma a fridge magnet of the place that I visited. Even if I visited that place time and time again. So she has many San Francisco fridge magnets, many Memphis fridge magnets. She's going to be getting her third Portland fridge magnet. So that's what I do. My souvenirs go to my grandma. Are you really serious? You're not messing around? deadly serious every trip i take I, I bring a fridge magnet home and even if i've uh, and so she has like a fridge magnet for every overseas trip that i take you're assuming that i'm judging you and i'm not no That's no good- like i just think that you thought i was joking about the fact that i bring one for every single time even if i've been there multiple times no not really the reason i was incredulous is because would you like to know what i do every time i travel somewhere do you buy a fridge magnet Yes. So it's actually not when I travel somewhere. It's, it's slightly different rules than what you have. But whenever Aaron and I, and now Aaron and Declan and I, go somewhere, and if it's somewhere that we've never been, so we don't double up on, say, San Francisco or something. Well, she's only been once, but you get the idea. Um, we don't double up on New York City, for example. But um, we, we always get a fridge magnet. We only started this a few years ago, so there's some that we never did. Um, it must have been with the London trip, actually, that this began, because we do have a London fridge magnet. Um, that was in 2010, and we've known each other since 2005. But in any case, if we go somewhere new, we get a fridge magnet. And my parents were nice enough to make us 
like I think it might be chalkboard material, whatever it is. It's some sort of material that's magnetic. And they framed it. And so in the downstairs in our house, we have this like picture frame that's just all black. And then we've stuck all the fridge magnets to it. And that's important because stainless steel fridges, which we recently got um, when we redid our kitchen a year ago, aren't typically magnetic. So we didn't have a fridge to stick them all on. And instead, we have this like framed thing on the wall. And so it has, like you were saying, you know, a fridge magnet from just about all the places we've been. And I really think that's an awesome, awesome, awesome way to bring a little something from where you visited back. And, and you can show it if you so choose. And I don't think it's very pretentious. I don't think it's very snooty. And it, but it also still cues memories of that time. Um, if I remember, I'll put a picture in the show notes. I'll probably forget. But I cannot recommend it enough. And I think it's adorable that you bring them for your grandmother. Jim asked me, uh, Mike, do you miss having an interview show? Recently, yes, I've been thinking about this a, a lot recently. Um, just because there are things that pop up in my life, uh, things that I see people do or things that my friends do. And I think about how like, I would interview them on Inquisitive or on Command Space about that thing. So, for example, Marco recently putting ads into Overcast is a big change in his business model. And I would really like to delve into him on a show about the hows and whys of that. Or at XOXO, I just saw John Roderick give a talk because some of the talks were simulcast to uh, the bars in the venue. So I went to see uh, John Roderick's talk. Like I watched it in the bar on a TV screen. And it made me really want to interview him again. Um, I have a series of interviews with Mr. Roderick that I've done over time. Um, and I would re- like I would really like to add to that again. So I miss doing it, right? Like, I'm, I do miss having an interview show. There are things that pop up that make me really want to do that again. But I don't know if I ever will because the research and booking required is a lot more work than I can do. Like, they're really tough to put together, interview shows. So I can't see myself ever wanting to do it seriously again because I just miss the things about them as opposed to actually the process of doing them if that makes any sense sure. like I, I I miss the perfect ideal of it mm, I can understand that I miss your interview shows I truly honestly do I loved all of them um, and you know what this made me think another show that I really miss a lot is uh, Unprofessional which started as Dave Wiskus and Lex Friedman then it became Dave Wiskus and um, Jamie uh Newberry. I have that right, right? Mm-hmm. I really loved that show. I thought it was great. And one of the things I loved about um, Unprofessional was that the whole shtick of the show was that you should never talk to the guests or they should never talk to the guests about what they do for a living. And so it ended up being a very a very different show than, say, in the, the early Inquisitives because it was very casual and oftentimes very silly, but also very fascinating, like, case studies on who people are. Uh, and I really, really love that. So what I should do is I should ask you sometime privately, hey, if I did all the scheduling, would you do like a reboot of Unprofessional with me? Remind, remind <laughs> me to ask you that sometime. It's still the research. Yeah, what do you have to research? Takes a lot of research. If takes a lot of research. Who cares? No, but that's not what I want to do. I know. That's the thing. What I want is to do Inquisitive or Command Space again. But I, I don't and can't and won't. And it's very unlikely because I have a specific way that I like to do those shows, which is what made them so good. But I don't you. know. I miss I miss you being even even when you 
I, I hear you, and somebody said this, I feel, maybe during the show or maybe it was in like the Relay Slack, but somebody said to you, oh, you got into like inquisitive mode with something recently. I asked a question in of somebody in Slack, and maybe it was like it was. that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and I just, I, and I heard it the same way, you know, in that inquisitive voice that you have. And I don't mean that in a, in a dismissive way. It's just there's something about the way you approach that show, that, that everything is slightly different. And, I, man, I miss it. I really do. It's, uh, a, but, it's, a, it's a, like a collection of skills that I built over time, um, which I don't really get to use very often. And it's a shame. Yeah, it really is, because like I, I said it 18 times, I'll say it again, I really miss it. Bradley asks, what's the one thing in your morning routine, Mike, that you couldn't live without? Just because This is true, and just because it will make you so happy because of what you'll get to say afterwards is having my coffee in the morning. If I don't have my coffee in the morning, it just doesn't feel right. just doesn't feel right. Hmm, funny how that is. I uh, don't believe in coffee because coffee no, it is exists, a crutch. Yeah, well, it exists, but I don't believe in it in my world. Uh, it is a crutch. And I don't need it. And remind me of that in like a year when I start needing it. But anyway, um, no, I, I honestly don't drink coffee. I typically once a year will desire a cup of coffee, murder it with cream and sugar, and then not have another one for a year. Um, maybe that's why, why I don't do drink you do that? I don't know. I don't know why. Just every once in a while, I just decide, typically after a dinner, you know what? I would like a cup of coffee. And then the only way I can palate it is by destroying it with milk and sugar or cream and sugar or whatever. Um and then I'm good for the next year. So to answer the question directly, what's one thing in your morning routine I couldn't live without? Some sort of breakfast. On work days, I typically make a fruit smoothie. That's uh, banana, strawberry, um, blueberry, peach, and orange juice, and uh, protein powder and uh, a little bit of yogurt. Um, Sounds like a crutch to me. I mean, well, that's just during the week, though. I know what mm-hmm. you're doing. That's just during the week. During the weekends, uh, Saturday, will tip- typically I or we will make um, like a scrambled egg like we've talked about last week or last show. Uh, and then Sundays is possibly my favorite day of the week because lately, I think we talked about this as well, uh, lately we've been doing Belgian waffles and bacon and streaky bacon, uh, which is delightful. So some sort of breakfast is the crutch, but I would say that's about it. Yeah, so... uh I've been eating a lot of pancakes here. Good for you. American breakfast, man. Oh, it's so good. It's the I best. could I could do breakfast all day every day and I would be thrilled. It's the best. Should we, you know, now I kind of want a second dinner and in this case it would be second brinner. I, li- I literally just opened the room service menu. <laughs> You know, you are professional podcasters. You're an adult, and damn it, if you want breakfast at whatever time it is at night, you eat some breakfast. English muffin pizza. That's not breakfast. But what is that? It's so instead of like a pizza crust, you you take an English muffin, you put pizza sauce and cheese on it, and that's your English muffin pizza. Oh, this is the children's dining menu. <laughs> I can't. I can't find that too terribly surprising. Oh goodness! 